former model has a premonition about death before she slips into the other side and has an encounter with Jesus that would change her understanding of everything forever. That and a lot more on this week's Spirit Answers podcast. Well, Karina, welcome to Spirit Answers Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What a blessing. (laughs) Yes, of course. It is my pleasure. Uh, Well, I am really excited to talk with you today, and you have an absolutely phenomenal um, post-death experience with with God, and we're going to get to all of that and uh, everything that you saw, what your, uh, not just what you saw, but what the spiritual takeaways were from that and the impact that it had on your spiritual life and and really your whole life. But before we get to that, I want to I want to bring it back to your roots. And um, can you just share with us what what was your um, family life like growing up? Because I under, from what I understand about your your um, life, just going into this interview, there wasn't a ton of stability. And yes. um, so how did that impact you and how, how was your spiritual walk at that time? Well, um, first of all, uh, I'm from Colombia, uh, born until I was 16. And um, as a child, I had my my birth mother, who was very young. I believe she was 14 at the time when she had me, and my father was 18. So they were uh, separated, um, you know, just teenagers having fun, and, and uh, I wasn't really raised by them. Um, at one point, I got very sick as a baby, and my mother took me to a hospital. Then an uncle ended up taking me away. Um, I find out very late, like right now, actually, after all this happened to me. <clears throat> so I started going from home to home, being raised by my father's family, uh, from my grandmother, my aunts, my uncles, you know, even cousins. And then when I came to the United States, I ended up facing no language, new school, you know, step back into a grade that I already had passed with great, you know, grades back in Colombia. I was very, very in a stable to start with having a childhood in Colombia. Um, it was very painful to be lonely and, and wanting and seeking love all the time. And then I came to a, a different, what I will call a world, because to me it was a different world um, where, yes, everything looked nice and clean because I came from a third world country to, to this, you know, amazing uh, country and yet I was very lonely, very broken. Um, my father decided to leave me behind with my grandmother and my aunt, uh, possibly like a week after we got here and went to New York with my little brother and sister at that time. And I came home from school and waiting and waiting and I'm like, look, it's getting dark and find out that they left me behind. So that started to have a lot of pain and anger um and now that i'm talking about it and if i still cry it's because it's still there and i need to really ask god to remove that from me but um it was very painful to to be back alone uh i thought i was gonna have a father and you know my stepmother i gave her so much ordeal though for the two years she was raising me the 15 and 16th uh birthday kind of thing um but when i came here it turned into uh, jealousy, anger, disappointment. Nobody wanted me. Nobody really liked me. Um, and I was always called the daughter of a maid because my my birth mother at that time was uh, a maid and, and never really was accept, accepted, you know, in the family. Um, and 
And then as I realized that my parents left me, I quit school. Like I dropped off, like I did, I just said, I'm not going to school. I, I became rebellious, worse than I was. And so um, I started having boyfriends and then at age uh, 18, 19, met a boyfriend, got pregnant. I then got kicked out, uh, moved with a cousin who said either you live in the street or you have an abortion. So I'm not having an abortion. Um, and it was very painful. I reached out to my father, of course, to see if he could help me. He said, nope, pregnant. You, there's nothing I can do. But when I had the abortion the day off, um, I went into a huge, I remember very clear every time I talk about this is how I step in in something really dark and I didn't know how to get out of it. Um, and it was not really something I knew. Um, background of what religion I had was Catholic. And yes, we knew that, um, you know, killing somebody was bad, but I didn't know anything about abortions, like actual abortions. Um, and so, and I really never thought or knew that that was bad, but I knew that what I did was bad. Like I, my, my, my body felt it and my spirit then felt it, but I wasn't a spiritual at all. Um, I would just know that our father, that's the only thing I remember from being Catholic. I did get baptized Catholic and I did get, um, the first communion, but I didn't do everything else that they do. Uh, there's some steps to, to become full blown Catholic, I guess, but so that, that way you can kind of have an idea where I'm coming from. Yeah. yeah thank so you. then being, um, going through this, living with my cousin, then things did not go well. So then I found another boyfriend, which I wanted to get married to. I got married. I got divorced immediately, like two or three years later. I separated within a year. I came to Texas. I was in McAllen. And so then I just had, you know, the the young, let's, let's party, let's, you know. And I wasn't really, and that's the one thing I never did was drugs. And I wasn't really a, a drinker. But on and off, I would be introduced to a sweet drink. That's the only way I could drink it. And then that would get me really drunk. And I hated it because I didn't like how I could not have control of myself. I never liked something being possessed. <laughs> I felt like I was being possessed. Mm. So I never really got to that. But I was really sexy. Um, I mean, I was real provocative. I had a body, you know, as many people will consider here amazing. Um, I had, um, I ended up getting into modeling uh, for magazine. Uh, one of them uh, actually had a competition for uh, intercontinent, intercontinental, I guess, in, international, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, and so I represented Colombia and I won and I didn't expect that win, but I ended up winning. Uh, but it was swimsuit modeling. So I got into swimsuit modeling and then a magazine. And then I did a lot of modeling here there, got into makeup. So I was a makeup artist and I fell in love with makeup. So I fell in love changing and transforming people, women especially. And to me was more, and then when I, now that I kind of start, because I do go back to see what did I learn from all these mistakes, right? The one thing I did remember what the good part about it is that I always want to make people happy and accept it. And so I felt that that was the one way, right? So, um, so makeup was a huge thing for me. I became a makeup junkie. I had every single mascara. I was actually, I worked for a TV show and I had a statement where I would speak about this kind of stuff. 
um, I have a heavier, I had a heavier accent. Actually, people can understand some of the words that I say now. Um, but then it was very bad. And then with that, I ended up being pregnant. You know, I found my husband, got married, uh, wasn't really that happy. There was always chaos in my house. Uh, I had uh, a relationship prior, before my husband, and I had a son. I was not married to the father. And my husband came right when my son was about to be two. So he raised him. He's now 24. Um, and then we had a daughter. Um, so she's 15. And then I had twins and they're 13. And so I have four kids through all this whole entire life to make it kind of short. It was really a fight. Uh, I wasn't never happy. Wasn't never enough. Um, I never felt loved. Um, even through being married with my husband, I never felt that he loved me. I never felt like my kids loved me. Everybody rejected me. Everybody, you know, never, I was never being accepted no matter what I did. Um, so having twins and nursing four kids, I ended up having the breast implants. Like I wanted to change my whole look. Um, you know, so one of the things that I did, which I had longer hair and my hair was like tied to my waist, but I still wanted to put on fake hair and I'm adding all this so you know where I'm going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank and you I for sharing it. And I fell in love with fashion. So I stopped doing makeup. I even had a store. I had a, my own business where I did. Um, I was the first one to bring eyelash extensions into Houston. So um, I had a an amazing, I mean, I was making a lot of money with that company that I had, um, Lash by Lashes Studio, that's it used to call. Plus I did TV, plus I did modeling, plus I did makeup and I did weddings and all that. So wow. I was making good money and, and helping my, my, my husband with, with all the expenses with the kids. And then I got into a huge killing depression where, um, and I was in a stress, I was enjoying it, but something just came, destroyed the whole thing. I started being suicidal to the point one time my sister dropped everything she had in Florida. She's a nurse practitioner. She came and took me to a mental institution because I was so depressed. I almost, I mean, I don't remember much of it. I don't even remember when I came, went into, I have flashbacks when I went into the mental institution, but my husband says, no, I'm, I didn't marry her to be living in a mental institution. She's coming with me. So I came home and they made him sign contracts to make sure that I won't kill myself. But I tried to commit suicide three times and none worked. God said, you're not dying. So <laughs> obviously I'm still here. Right. And so, um, so with, with all this, I mean, I went through so much, now that I realize, and I really thank God for all this, because he really never left me from the day I was born, he gave me visions of how I was born and my mother confirmed everything. So um, all this time, Karina was this, this wannabe everything. I wanted to be a singer. I used to sing in a club in Austin, Texas, and I used to pack it. And I was uh, not the only singer, but I was the there was two of us. So I was seeing some merengue and stuff, which I would bring Matthew McConaughey in there. He, he was not yet knowing, but he was starting his, his growth. And everybody was like, Hey, look, he's dancing your music. And I just like, I didn't know who he was. And then I found out. And so wow. then Sandra Bullock, you know, they, they lived there. So, you know, just so you all know, and I got to meet very, very famous people, you know, I will give names, but it's not about them, mm -hmm. but it's, is uh, so I did make up for, 
for all these uh, these famous people and stuff. So I was really, really in the what I call in Spanish farandula, you know, um, all about makeup, looking good, heels. I mean, I collected shoes. I had a theater in a house where my theater was not a theater; it was a shoe collection, boots, and you name it. I was not into purses, so I didn't spend all that money on purses. But I was like clothing. I was always looking the best. My hair had you know, you name it, makeup and you, whatever, and journaling. So then when this whole depression came in, um, I started declining and, and I was going up and down, up and down. Medication was added. It was like four medications that they gave me. I couldn't sleep. I can, uh, I had migraine headaches. I mean, all these health issues starting, like just come up out of nowhere. And the more medication they gave me more, more health issues. So then, um, my heart condition, I'm jumping. Okay. I'm jumping all the way to where I'm at. Then I, and then of course I ended up having uh, a 240, just sitting down, uh, palpitations, uh, rapid heart. And as soon as I get up, it would just feel like I was going to pass out. So I went to the hospital, they tried to stop the heart and nothing worked. The shot that they give you to stop the heart for a second to restart it and nothing worked. So they said that I had SVT. And um, they said, well, you need an ablation. But my 15-year-old daughter, because I'm going to bring all the family here. My 15-year-old daughter was sick with POTS, POTS dysautonomia. And we find out that she, at five years old, that she had all these health issues. She was actually in wheelchair for a whole year for school. She couldn't walk. And um, then my 24-year-old had... Uh, kidney issues and then my one of my twins also had we never find out what was wrong with him either and so my whole household except my husband and my little girl didn't have all these health issues but we were constantly on the hospitals doctors hospitals doctors we had thousands and thousands and thousands spending all this and here i am trying to still look good okay and so then um when they sent me to a cardiologist to any EP, which is electrophysiologist. He's not the pipe doctor. He is the electrical doctor, to be exact. She said, um, before she came, before she told me what it was wrong with me, because she pulled out the information, I said, I was told by my daughter's doctor to test me for POTS because it's similar. And you can just give me medication and we don't have to do anything fancy. She said, no, you don't have POTS. But what I see here, you have SVT, uh, which is supraventricular tachycardia. And you need an ablation. And of course, you know, I believe it. I trust it. And then we went and had the ablation. The, they caused a second degree heart block while they were doing my surgery. And this is painful for me because you're not asleep. They go into mm -hmm. your heart and they're burning your AB nodes wow. of your heart. And I, I'm screaming because I could feel every, everything. And um, I know at one moment I went into a plateau. like I couldn't hear, see anything. I, I just knew something happened. And so then they, they sent me home. Even though I went to second degree, they, they backed me up. They brought me back up. And when I came home, I had an Apple Watch and it beeped. This Apple Watch was the one that basically saved me. And it said that I had an AFib, which is atrial fibrillation. But then when I look at the watch, my heart rate was at 40. And that was not normal because I was feeling uh, like I was dying. And so we rushed to the hospital and they find out that I needed a pacemaker. And because I was in the wrong hospital, 
um, they put the pacemaker outside and I was also awake. They put a, a um, wire through my vein, my main artery, wow. scrape it all the way down into the heart so they can drive me all the way to Houston downtown where my sister, I went through a chaos in the first hospital. So it's a long story, but I just kind of rushed into through. So we went there, put the pacemaker and that sense that I never was the same. Uh, was points where I would try to cry and just by the movement of the tears, it would make me lose my breath. Um, I just hated life spiritually, if you will say. Um, I kept asking if you were a real God, if there was a God, you know, um, for the Catholic beliefs, um, you know, if there's a Jesus, but I didn't know that Jesus was a healer, believe it or not. <laughs> I wasn't really not at focus, pay attention about this. Um, if there's anything divine out there, I need help. You know, I'm dying. And I had so much fear of dying. And the fear I realized is the fear of going to hell. Many people say now, I don't even know if there's a true hell, but that's the true reality. We, we fear everything because fear is darkness, fear is hell. And so I, um, I was, I was afraid cause I didn't know if I was going to go to, if this one heaven was, uh, going to be happening. I didn't know, but this is how we don't know that we know kind of thing, you know, mm -hmm. uh, spirit knows our physical doesn't. So I was so scared when COVID came in, um, this already in 2020, um, when COVID came in, um, I was so paranoid. I even, you, if you can Google YouTube, Karina Ferrigno Martinez, you'll see I have like two pages, but one of them is me teaching people certain how to eat and stuff. And, and I actually made a video, I don't know if it's still there, where you need to put on your gloves, pack your grocery, wipe it before you put it in your car, wipe it before you get in the car. That's who I was. This is how, how fearful I was about everything that was going on. And I had so much fear, this fear, fear, fear. And in May uh, 6, uh, I was making, the only thing I could do was sitting in a chair and so uh, mask and I would donate the mask. I will make masks. I will even study. I, I study the virus, by the way, of COVID so I can make masks to help anybody that can afford it. Because at that time, we run out. I make masks for my sister. I mean, it was just crazy. It was really bad. So on May 7th, I was making a mask outside my patio. We lived in front of a lake in the back in the backyard. And I just felt, and I just knew that something wasn't right. And I felt this, oof, and I said, whoa, I'm going to die. I just knew, like I really knew. I just did not know how to express this. So I started like really just started telling people, I'm sorry, my husband, my kids, you know, I was just like really trying to reach out. Um, and I just kind of had that, I don't know, like something in me was telling me you need to start apologizing. It was just, it was really deep. And so um, on the seventh in the afternoon, I ended up, we ended up calling 911. The ambulance picked me up, took me you cannot stay because there's COVID, then we'll come back home. They will give me medication, didn't work this eighth. And I stay um, there. And then on the ninth, I never share this with anybody, but I'll share with you on the ninth at nighttime, um, they left me alone. And I knew that that was it. 
something in me said, your life is over. It's done. This is, this is your last day. Hmm. And so Mother's Day, it was the 10th and, and the doctor comes in and I already knew, like I had no idea how I knew, but I knew that he was going to come and say, we don't know what's causing your high blood pressure. You're already taking medication, but we're going to give you more more. And so I said, look, I don't want to stay here. If I'm going to die, I told him that if I'm going to die, I want to die at my house. And he said, you're not going to die. You just have high blood pressure. And I said, no, I am going to die. You don't understand. I don't want to be here. When the doctor comes in and he tells me that, um, there, you know, it's only high blood pressure. He's going to give me a new medicine for me to go home. You know, we needed to sign something in case something happens. So we came home and I could not get into the car as I was not able to get off the car. So my husband's trying to carry me and I just fell death on top of me and I was pulling my husband and my sisters on the phone saying shut up you know you're not gonna die she's a nurse and she's like stop being so negative and you know you're a drama queen and blah 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 and I said I'm dying I just want to say I'm sorry I know I'm going to die and so my sister told my husband take her have her sleep she give her a pill and have her sleep that pill did it for me I took it I went to the patio because it was a beautiful day at that day, that time. And I lay in that couch. My husband did not move from that side. And I immediately started feeling peace. Um, the only way I can explain to people this is if you ever have a family member, have seen a family member breathing really fast and slowly, they can, they kind of stop. That's how I went. Um, but before I went, when I was breathing really fast, like my body was dying, but then the more my body was dying, I feel more alive, but I wasn't able to move the body. Does that make sense? Yeah. I had no more control of this mm. and I knew that it was it and I was at peace, but my concern, my thoughts, cause I couldn't talk. My thought was, well, what about my kids? I didn't care about my husband, care about my mom, but my kids, my twins, my daughter, they had health issues. My son, they had health issues. I just worry about my kids. And I just heard on my left side, are you ready to come home? And I said, yes. And I said, yes. And my voice even sounded slow. I said, yes. And the moment I said yes, I wasn't expecting this, but I started coming out of my body wow. and I floated and I was still in that angle and I moved my head, which I couldn't see ahead, but I felt the movement and I couldn't go like this, but just, just knowing like if I had my eyes closed, I could still see inside my house my twins were fighting my daughter who is a i can i can call her a seer she can see she knew jesus before we did um but she never mentioned it because we never talked about it but she's she was arguing with her twin brother saying you don't realize mom died and you don't realize she's dead and he said no she's not you know they were fighting she was the only one that saw it and then i could see with my mind, my daughter in my room, I even told her where she was. She was on the corner, rocking herself, having a panic attack. 
because she also knew I was dying. And then my husband was sitting next to me. He was on the phone. And I could almost hear hear his thoughts and know what he was saying and feeling the concern. He felt her heart is going low. Like I could hear her heart is going real low because he put on my Apple Watch because I didn't have my Apple Watch. It's the only way he could see the, the heart rate. But for his confidence, it's anything that will go below 65. It was 60 then. 60, uh, it would be a concern. And we were not, he says, I'm not going to call the ambulance because they send her back home knowing this. So why am I going to call the ambulance, right? So he felt alone. Like he's like, this is it. If she's going to die, it's going to die. But he kept checking my my Apple phone. And then at one point, in that moment that I was leaving, he didn't, he didn't check it. So then when I had the thought of my kids, I just had the, like seeing, seeing a photo of my two best friends. And then I had peace, but it's peace that you can't, you can't find here. I don't care where you go. And I don't care how much money, I don't care if you don't have no bills, <laughs> you know, the opposite ways, too much money, not money. You will not find the peace. <clears throat> that I found when I was shown that, that they will take care of my kids. Things will be taken care of. Like I knew I was okay to go. So then in a blink of an eye, like it was literally not even a blink of an eye. I, I, I just don't even know how to express this. I was in this darkness. And the way I was in the darkness, and I tell people is I left like this, and then I found myself with head down, but I was going down. And this is where I people get confused. <sighs> giving my testimony i didn't go to hell <clears throat> but i felt like i was going to hell and i knew that i knew that i knew that if i did not call up on god and ask him to pull me out i knew that i knew that i was going down and so i felt this pull like this and i call it a tunnel because it's the way i went but the more I have grown in the spirit, it's not even a tunnel. It's, it's, diff, it's, it's a huge void. And I was in, now that I can see this, I was not there alone. There's many souls in there that don't even respond to the voice of God. And mm. there, these are what I call people that will be coming out of the ground, <laughs> you know, that mm. they're still asleep and some of them already there. It's just, it would be another show for me to explain it to mm. you. But Anyways, I was there literally falling alone. I felt like I was there, but I felt presence of heaviness, darkness. I felt fear. I felt, I felt like I didn't belong there to begin with, but I felt like I deserved it because I was so full of sin. I felt like, well, I deserve this, but I don't want to be here. And so immediately the one thing that came to my mind is call upon God. <laughs> and I said, Please, God, forgive me. But I said it like I had never said it in my life. Like I meant it. It came from my whole being. And I screamed and I started asking for forgiveness and yelling and asking, please take me out of this. And I didn't speak. I, it's just all the here, but I was screaming. And I was screaming. As I'm screaming, I started 
speaking all these languages in prayer. And then the one that I remember clearly is Spanish. I didn't even remember speaking English, but I knew I was saying all these languages. And among those, Aramaic, you know, Greek. I didn't even know that the Bible had anything to do with this. Okay. Wow. I had no knowledge of the Bible. And uh, Hebrew, Italian, all these languages, like it just, blah, 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 you know, it's just incredible shock to me because you become knowing of all things. And that one, I felt like it was a split of a second. You know, you're billions of years. I have to just exaggerate, but it's, I bet you anything is real. It's like, I felt like I knew everything in that one second. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so you become aware of everything and you become aware of who was good to you, who was not, how you were hurting. And like, just, just know everything. So as I am praying this, and I'm just giving you the details in that second, I cannot even expand more because it's so hard to explain it. But as I am going down, I heard, I heard for the second time, this amazing voice. The first voice was a little different. But this voice was like a river, like, like all that we hear all on one. And it was gentle. He says, close your eyes. Don't turn around. And he said it's so slow and gentle that his word gave me peace. No more fear. And I felt like I was being grabbed out of that fear and I started flipping and I closed supposedly closed my eyes but I could still see to the point that I saw this evil face and I know it was the enemy he looked so evil but when I saw it the only way I saw it was because this deep 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 dark it was a blue light and I saw the face and then I saw this huge white light came right after and when I saw the white light, he was gone. He was gone. And then I flipped. And as I flipped, before I flipped, as I am flipping on my feet, somebody's ringing the door. No. Um, the darkness is start going like this. And it started opening into a gray clouds. And then all of a sudden, this golden light shoots in. But not all the way in into the, the, um, the darkness. My dog's about to bark. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> And so all of a sudden, this, this golden light pops, and I am into flip position, standing, and I'm in the dark, and between the dark and this light, I cannot see inside yet, but I could hear his voice, come, come, you're home. And wow. I, I hear his voice so strong that when he speaks it, it it feeds me. Does it make sense? Yeah. It yeah. feeds me. This is the best way I had ever explained it. It fits my being. But because I knew I was so dirty, like I knew that I knew, I kept saying, I don't deserve to go in. I am not worthy. And he says, I love you. And when he when he says, I love you, when I, I am here come and all these beings were by the way they were by the entry and i cannot recognize anybody i don't know i'm not sure who they were to be honest because i one thing i did ask is i had been deceived all my life i don't want to be deceived again 
if you are this God, show me anybody that I loved or that is part of my life that have died and is here. Okay. And nobody was shown. And so I didn't want to go in, but he said, open your eyes. And I was like, my eyes are open. I can still see. But I couldn't almost kind of like I had something on my eyes and I felt like, you know, when you go like this and you don't want to open all the way. Mm -hmm. I went like that and I couldn't see anything. I just start seeing like golden streets. He says, look to your right. And so I looked to my right and I immediately saw my Yorkie. Mm -hmm. And he you look younger and he was so happy and that's what i that's what truly made me comfortable to go in and i saw my other pet that i had given my brother and um they were there and i could see tasha's i knew it was tasha but i could see the little trace and the trace of gold around tasha and then all these people, the trays of gold around them, and it's all white. I could not see faces. I could not see bodies, but I knew there were people. You know, they were, come, Karina. And they were calling me Karina. That's my name. And I'm like, and they know my name. And so come. And so as I go in, it's this beautiful golden street. I saw um, just coming in. Oh, just so I can give you the details. As I am going in, and I tell this very specifically part, it's like let you you slick your hair back and you have this one tiny hair, that golden light touch, and I felt the warmth, this warmth of love that I never felt, and you will not find it because I've been trying here, you know, to try to find that. And that immediately allowed me to go in just because that love was what I've been looking for my whole entire life. Wow. So as I go in, I just didn't want to go anywhere. I just, I just left it. I was so joyful. There was no physical pain in that darkness. I still felt pain, not physical, but it, my, my soul was so broken, not even broken. I call it liquefied shattered. Like when you shattered and you just liquefied, like you just no more there. It's, I was so destroyed. And so I, um, um, he put me back together when he gave me all this love. And as I walk in, there's a beautiful form, a wide, white angel. And I knew it was an angel because of the, I couldn't tell if it was a female or male, I had curly hair because of the waves, but I couldn't see if it was dark. It was all white, like this lights that we normally, it was all white. It, it was not hurting my eyes. and. He or she had a, what I thought then, a box that was kind of like brown, but it was, I thought it was a box. But the more I have walked and prayed, this is not my first encounter, by the way. I had many, <laughs> I had died twice after that. So I, um, I grabbed it thinking that, you know, it was a box and this visual was given to me in prayer where it was actually a scroll and I swallowed it. And I didn't know that what that was in the word. Like I had no idea until I read it. And I just been, I, I just started crying and calling my brothers and sisters to let them know that I had this revelation because a lot of things that I have seen had come through my walk of growth. Mm -hmm. because I would not be able to handle it then. And so 
I remember that clear when I went in. And so <clears throat> then the only thing I can remember, because there's parts that I can't um, remember, but I remember being taken by two angels and I was almost like flying, but I can't tell if it was flying. I almost felt like I was part of the whole thing, but I was taking and I heard the angel on the right asking me, do you like what you see? And I said, it's just beautiful. I remember saying that. And as I look, I see this massive tree, but I was able to see it from like a 360, you know, mm -hmm. um, going back, he's telling me to go back. So that angel um, didn't speak to me. I was able to communicate, but it was God's voice coming through that angel. Am I being clear? So I kind of went around, but I was still standing. I kind of went around like a 360. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I knew that was God's voice coming through that angel saying, come, this is yours. Mm -hmm. So then that's when I ended up leaving. So these two angels showing me that, and I'm seeing this massive tree. But as I'm looking down, I can see the trunk of the tree is so fat, like huge. And there's people, you know, around you know, there's people, but I can't see like who he was, just new. And everybody is all white. Like everything was clouds, like, like white, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I remember this river that was by it. And I saw this beautiful garden with mass. That's why I have sunflowers. These are not, these are like peeny weeny. These are massive sunflowers. And then I found out that sunflowers is in the Bible. And I started crying too, because I'm like, everything I see is in the Bible. Wow. And so then um, I saw purple. So if you notice, if you go anywhere, you're probably going to start realizing this, but you see purple and yellow together. You know, this is really what I saw there. I saw these beautiful purple flowers and I thought they were lavender flowers and i'm not familiar with flowers then now i'm like planting and growing i'm like i had fell in love with building a garden because that's what i saw you know beautiful beautiful garden and then there's another section that i started passing this is another thing that came to pass i'm passing this beautiful section where there's mountains and their mountains are not like our mountains but i know they're mountains okay and I'm seeing this beautiful little girl, and I would say a year and a half or two. She's beautiful, kind of tannish, had this glimpse on her eyes. Couldn't tell they were brown or they were, they just had a little glimpse in it. And her hair was curly, like real rounded. Um, and as I'm seeing her and I'm seeing two other kids, but I didn't see their faces. I just knew they were twins and they were looking like this. And I ask, and I'm thinking, I'm not even asking them. I say, wow, who are they? And I heard, those are your grandkids. And wow. I, didn't, I didn't feel anything like, oh, yeah, you know. I was just like, oh, you know. And I'm so full of joy. And another thing I noticed is that every time these angels would answer, it was feeding my spirit. Like I was getting fat. I felt like I was yeah, fit. And, and then I heard fathers. And then we got down, and I'm standing in front of my home, but I can't remember the details of my home. I know that it was by a river. I know that it was by a beautiful place. I could see the river's water being see-through. Uh, can't tell or detail of what it is under there. Um, 
but I knew that our full names, and that's why now I use my full name, but Karina Ferrigno Martinez, not really Karina Martinez, but our full name was is encrypted in our our houses. And so I just knew that I was supposed to start using my full name when I came down. And so as I am trying to look, and I know there was pastures, okay? So I heard Father telling the angels, uh, first he said, do you want to go back? And without thinking, I said yes. And when I say yes, things just kind of changed in the spirit. And he said, give her all the gifts that she needs. And then I started asking for my three kids because I had four. I said, I want horses with wings. And I don't know how I came out with that because I didn't see the horses out there. I did see animals, animals you and I have not seen here. I did see animals that we have spoken from the past. Yes, they're there, but they're pets, like almost like pets, like people don't get attacked by them, you know, mm. and there's pets. There's definitely pets there. But I asked for white horses with wings for my 15 year old. I asked for the field to be fixed for, you know, for her to play soccer for my twin daughter. And then my son then did not play football. But I asked for the field for him to play football. And so I had the knowledge that he was going to play football, but he wasn't, he hates sports. And so I was asked again, do you want to go back? And I said, yes. And so when I say yes, my spirit started pulling, like I, all that kind of left. And I was almost like kind of front of God, but I couldn't remember how he looked like because I wasn't shown that. I can't tell you details. But I know I was in front of him and I was um, asked, are you sure you want to go back? And I said, yes. And so when I said yes, I am turning around and I came turn around again. I remember turning around and I said, can I share everything I experienced and saw when I go back? And he says, yes. And he speaks so sweetly. They're going to think you're crazy. And I said, I don't care. I'll bring as many back home, Father. I, that was my promise. I promise you I will bring as many with me. With me. That means I will be going home with many. With me. I'll bring them home. And so when I turn around, all I could hear is the word, you are awesome. And then that kind of like made me stop. And I go, wow, he speaks like that. Like he's so cool. You know, like he speaks with the word awesome. That was a word I never really used because I don't have that large vocabulary. So, um, as I am turning, I, all of a sudden, I don't remember what happened, but I remember falling into another, what I called area, dimension, whatever you want to call it. But I was in this white floor. Everything was white, 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 but the white floor was kind of, kind of like a glass. This is how I explained it. The first time I came down, it's like glass, but you can't see through. But I was now on all my all fours. Like I had a force on top of me and I can only explain what I felt. And I, every time I'm down, this is where I go. I, I feel like the glory of God is over me and it's so strong that my spirit gets weak. 
but I'm filled in to stand up. Am I making sense? Yeah. And so I am on my four and my head is like this. I cannot even lift up my head because I then all of a sudden I feel the presence of a being coming towards me. And as he's getting closer and I identify him as he because he comes with strength and power of a male because, I mean, I look at my husband that way, right? And he comes, and when he comes, the more I want to get up, the less I can get up. So when he gets closer to me, he asks me again, are you sure you want to go back? And I say, yes. But I this time, the yes was like me saying yes because I knew that he needed me to come back, not because I wanted to come back. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But I felt the pain that he felt because I said yes, but yet I knew that he needed me to come back. And then what was amazing is to me, every time I feel like when somebody just pushed me down to hurt me, every time this happens and I go just a reminder how I went, I try to get up and I look like this. And all I can remember is this white, light coming out of his face but i could barely see barely barely see the the white light shooting right from here but i could see and know that i know that he had a beard and his hair is like mine but was like this like this so i can't tell you was it longer was it this short no it was like this and was wavy curly like mine and his hands i i even make fun of him in a good way like i was just kind of joking because it's funny um when he gives me his hand to stand me up i looked at his i didn't see no holes just to make it clear he didn't say i'm jesus either but i knew who he was i knew he was my savior i knew the importance of who he was i knew that i knew who he was i just knew like somebody just like downloaded all this information and all of a sudden i knew but his hands were really dinty and i said my gosh your hands look more female like mine because my nails i mean my hands are like more manly they're so gentle and so when he he said let's go so i immediately immediately came into this world And I asked him, I couldn't see him with me. I just felt the presence and I could hear his voice just like the way when I, when I heard, come, come, this is the same voice. Um, I asked him, I said, is it going to hurt to get into that body? Because that body is in pain, can't even walk and breathe, nothing. He said, it's not going to feel the same when you got out. It's going to feel very different. That's the last time I heard him in the spirit that way out of my body and so i immediately went over my husband's head went like this and i kind of stopped but i was basically stopped because i stopped looking at my apple watch and everything i had on i said wow in my mind i said we don't take nothing with us so as i'm trying to get inside my body i was i call it obese i couldn't fit in a hundred and probably one pound body. I'm 132 now. And I got in and I shook. It felt so bad to get inside. 
And I shook like a thousand times, if not more, but it felt like three times, but it was just so long for me to try to fitting, you know, like you're trying to pull in a shoe. And I just took a, a deep breath and I grabbed my husband. I said, I just came from heaven. I yelled so loud and I couldn't even yell. And I got up and I ran and my husband was like, okay, she's dying. And all of a sudden she's, this is just, you know, definitely my husband had a shock. So I called him in, called my three kids and I started like telling them, hell is not red. Hell is not, you know, yellow and fire It's blue because I saw him in blue. Right. Of yeah. course, I didn't. All this stuff were not, <laughs> were not identified until now. I'm understanding yeah. everything. And I'm like, his face is blue. His face is blue. Blue blood, you know, lizard mm -hmm. blood. Anyways, mm -hmm. his face is blue. It's not red. It's not, you know, purple. It's not, you know, I'm like, now Jesus. So I'm, I'm being told, I want you to know he had a white gown. Uh, he had a purple sash, this similar to this color, like mm. this. And then a gold belt. That's what I saw. And so anyways, and he did have sandals because I was by his feet. He did have sandals. Um, so then... Um, as I'm telling my kids all this, I realized, wait a minute, I did not connect with my older son. And immediately when I'm in heaven, when I'm in heaven, I call it heaven and earth. I, um, yes, I forgot, Father, I'm sorry. I will remind myself. He's telling me that I got to see a temple in heaven and this temple had white pillars and it's high in a mountain. And all you have to do to go praise, as he's telling me to tell you, Holy Spirit, thank you, is to think, to go, and you're there. And as mm. I'm telling you this, I'm there. And I am, um, the, the pillars, these long white pillars are huge, okay? And everything is white. So I just needed to share that with you. Mm. And it's up in a mountain. Mm. Okay, so I'm coming back down. So anyways, then... Um, I'm telling him, I'm like, wait a minute, where's my older son? Where's Eric? You know, I'm, I'm calling him and I call him and I say, please tell me you love me because the only way you can connect spiritually is of your thoughts is by love. So please tell me you love me because I love you. And he said, mom, I love you. And what happened? I said, and I started like telling him I was going like really crazy on telling people about this the first two months. And he's like, mom, hold on. I want to share something but please don't get mad at me and i kind of already knew like i started realizing i started having like i know but i don't know how to like back then i didn't know how i knew and i said please start repenting now he will forgive you and so as soon as he he uh, tells me that he sold his soul to the devil when he was 13 at that time he was probably I don't know. He's now 24. So that was two years ago. And he said that um, he will definitely come down into his knees and ask for repentance. He said, he will, for God, I said, Jesus would pull you out and bring you to his glory and you will be forgiven. Don't do this again and stuff like that. So then um, my journey started there. Um, I started yelling, telling people. I, at first, I was very afraid to tell people. But for me to get comfortable, I had to reach out to two Christian women that did not know each other. And I just was told by the Holy Spirit to, told, to call them on FaceTime because we couldn't meet personally. And when I share this, this is when John Burke's books come along. I think it's John, his name. Uh, 
Joyce started telling me, Karina, everything you, you said is in the Bible, in the Bible. I said, but I never read the Bible. I had I don't know anything I'm saying. I, you need to, I'm like, you need to tell me that what I went through is real. You know, I was like, I know that I went through, I believe it, but I how can I tell people this? They're not gonna believe me. And I don't want people to and I started caring, then I don't want people to think I'm crazy because I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. And so my immediate was start typing. I was a Google crazy. I started Googling things and I started listening to people. I'm like, okay, I got to tell people because I went through this. This is real. You know, I don't care if it's only one. And God did say at least one that will believe you and you bring back to me, I will celebrate one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and so anyway, so then I started, um, you know, uh, I went into my all page of Facebook. I had like almost 5,000 people because I used to do f- uh, videos of fashion and stuff like that. Um, and I started telling people. And of course, I started seeing the page, choo, 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 like 5,000, 3,000, you know, you know, that goes. Mm-hmm. Then family members, I started walking away. My best, one of my best friends uh, completely don't talk to me anymore. I mean, it's just being very painful. But then I also recognize that a lot was me doing because you get so excited to want to help people, but not everybody would be as excited as you are because they haven't experienced anything like you did. But of course, it took me this slap in the face and learn Mm -hmm. from the Holy Spirit. You got to be obedient to the Holy Spirit to learn what to say, when to say it and who to say it. Right. So then I started getting brothers and sisters. Um, you know, it was very painful to hear them saying, you have the spirit of Jezebel because your photos are still up. And I never was told by the Holy Spirit to delete them. So I don't listen to people. I listen to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, and I said, I haven't been told to delete the photos. As a matter of fact, people go and look at them and look at who I am now. I don't wear no makeup. I don't. I, I, this is what you see what you get. You know, I don't want no makeup. I don't want no fake lashes. I have no, nothing fake in me right now. I even removed my breast implants. Wow. So this is how he changed me from the yeah. inside first and then out. I gave away. I don't wear heels, brother. I don't. I can't even walk on heels anymore. Wow. Wow. I don't wear heels. Flats. Like, and they have to look like this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's quite a contrast from your previous life. Yes. Completely different. I don't wear bathing suits. Like, you know, no, I mean, I had, you know, I'm very modest now. Mm. Um, I completely changed. So it's been, it's been a lot and a lot. This is not the first time I have died and been in heaven when I was, I had surgery. If you want to interview me now, I'll share with you. Uh, But I was, they removed my breast implants in three masses. uh, And I was shown more. uh, And I remember clearly. And so then also when I, um, uh, I had a heart attack. <laughs> it also came back. Mm-hmm. So I had it's, it hasn't been like just one time. And of wow. course, other people uh, who had, had called me having you have the divination spirit, you name it. It's been hardcore painful because I did not know how to identify my gifts. Uh, I didn't even know there were even gifts. All I ask God is, this is what I'm going to be very clear, is I was so ill and sick. I said, God, 
give me something to help people to get out of depression and to heal them. And I have, I was told, you're not the, you're not the healer. <laughs> Immediately mm. I was told. Mm. He says, by my power, you have the authority to lay hands on the sick, cast out demon and heal the sick. And I'll learn that. And so that's what I do. This is this room right here. My husband is not quite where I need to be, <laughs> my husband. Um, and he, we, we got this, this house and he gave me his office to have my own privacy, even though he's not quite where I'm at. And God speaks through him. Lately, it's been a shock <laughs> because I've been a praying wife. And then um, he chose a bedroom in front of the house. So we, we chose that for his office because he works from home. But I just want to give to anybody that had experience like me, take your time to share. Choose people like you, for example, that would help you share. They will not judge you. Reach out to people like us that had had these encounters and be careful because many would say they went to heaven and they're not being led and they're using and stealing people's testimony to become famous. Deny yourself. Like, I don't want people to follow me. I want people to follow Jesus, to follow God. I am very truthful about this. I deleted my old page, opened a new page, but I'm about to delete it again. I don't like people to follow me. I am not. I don't want to become a God. I don't want I don't want people to believe me and trust me. I don't want you to believe and trust what I said. I want you to pray. And even though you don't know how to pray, ask God to teach you. I didn't know how to pray. I had no idea that this book that he left us behind, it, it's, it is what it is. You will get some revelation as you seek him. You'll get truth. And when you're lost and confused and is struggling, remember that's the enemy that is trying to remind you of your past, but you stand strong and remind him of his future because he's going to hell and burn. I want you to know that my walk has not been perfect. My walk has been painful, but this is how Jesus walked. And we have to remember that he went through a lot worse than we did. We are not going to be put in a cross and being whipped and not, not stuff. Everything is all mouth. People are going to be telling you things they're going to hurt you. They're going to stop you. I want you to get up and do and stand strong. When you make a mistake, recognize it. Do a self-check every day. Ask for forgiveness every day. When I came to my body, Jesus told me, you're going back into sin. And I was not happy to hear that because I'm like, you forgive me and I'm going to go back into sin. What he reminded me is when we're back into this body, this body is going to fight your spirit. It's going to tell you, no, you can't do it. No, you cannot be with that person. No, you cannot do this. No, you can. But the spirit is like, no, no, you can do this. You trust me. Trust me. I made you in my image. Our spirit is God's image, not this flesh. Oh, trust me. I don't think I would be this crazy. We're looking, but it's just your flesh is literally a jacket that you need to, or I call it a clothes that you need to wash every day, every morning, pray, pray over your children. God has specified the children, pray over your children. And if they don't want to hear it, then don't force anybody. Just go into the spirit, fight in the spirit. Don't be on the flesh. I've done it. I've been there. 
trying to really wake up a lot of my brothers and sisters. And there's a lot of brothers and a lot of sisters. They think they know it all. And they think they know more than you. And we are not supposed to do that. We're supposed to be on the same level. I've done it. And I have come up like, oh my gosh, what was I doing? Please, God, forgive me. But why is because we're trying to help people that don't want to be helped. And we have to first help our home, this home, then mm. this home. Accept who you are. Agree what God is doing with your life and follow his commandments. It's simple as that. And God, I'm telling you, God has said, man has made religion everywhere they want it. I said, he said, I don't want, when I tell him, I said, which religion do I go to, to tell him this testimony? He says, put your hands down. I want you to stop seeking religion. I want you to look for me, a relationship with me. And he specifically say that, and I'm telling you, the body of Christ is all of us all over the world. And I have brothers and sisters in a, in a group that we pray, mostly sister women, and we pray and we're from all over. And we are the body of Christ. This is the church of Christ. We don't have, we don't judge uh, the religion. We had to go through a really extensive prayers to stop judging the Catholics, yes, we all know what, what Catholics do. We all know what Islams do. We all know what Christianity do. And so we need to just really seek God with truth and what really makes you peace. God says, as long as you come to me with the nine fruit of the spirit in prayer, I will listen to you. If you have one rotten fruit, I'm not listening to you. I'm going to sit there, listen to you until you get it. And I'm, I'm telling you, it's been a struggle to really hear God since I came back, but I can hear. I know his voice. I understand what he's trying to do. And we don't have to hear him like, okay, I don't hear God. It's fine. God is in you. You will know. Like you step in, in a place and you go, well, this place doesn't feel good. That's God telling you to leave, you know, or that person doesn't, yeah, you're discerning the spirit, you know. You need to identify the things that God is trying to move you from to you to move from. And that's really the advice I give you as a new baby on the walk. I'm still not there. I'm not going to be perfect until he takes me. This is what I always say. I'm not going to be perfect until I'm there. But I am perfect enough to help others with what I've gone through. And I hope they share because I see myself as you and I don't see me higher just because I die and I went to heaven. It does not mean nothing. It means that if I didn't die and I didn't have this encounter, I would have gone in hell because otherwise there's nothing as special. Hmm. Don't think that you have to die to hear God. You already have your encounter. If you accepted Jesus, if you accepted the fact that there is a true God, your encounter is done. You don't remember? It's like me. I don't remember a lot of the things. The dreams that God gives you, follow them. Write them down. Listen to your children. He's talking. He's pouring his spirit. This is really my heart pouring out to you. Don't listen to brothers and sisters. They're all the, they do is gossip and fight with the word that's using the sword against the sword. Stay away from that. I don't fight with my brothers and sisters like I used to. I like walk away, block them. And blocking them doesn't mean you hate them. Blocking them means you're staying away from whatever demons is trying to get into between you two. So, mm. and pray for them. Mm. Wow. Wow. What a, what an absolutely phenomenal uh, testimony. And, and Lace was 
so much beautiful detail and, and so much wisdom. Um, I, I thank you so much for sharing that with us. And um, I have a few questions real quick as it relates to the experience itself. And then just a few takeaway questions as well. Just a couple other things I think that would be helpful for us to, to cover for people that are listening. Um, so going back real quick to the experience, um, just kind of like a, uh, from a logistical standpoint, do you remember, like, did you, did you have a body? Did it look like this earthly body? Was it like spirit? What, what was that like? No, I didn't see anything. I almost felt the only thing, and I, this is going to sound funny, but I almost felt like my heart and my mind were flying together and I didn't have nobody, wow. <laughs> you know? but it's the only, but I didn't see it, but I almost felt like just my knowledge, my, what we think in my, and feeling our, like it was just one thing and mm. no longer was separated. Cause see our heart say one thing and we say the wrong things and then we don't feel the things. And then our mind thinks the one thing and our heart is not feeling it. And so when I met this angel in the flesh, giving me that advice, like you got to connect your, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's how I saw myself <laughs> up there. Like it was connected. And now you come to this world and you're like, you're disconnected. So God wants us to be one, like just one thing. And I'm like, but that's, yeah. Uh, that's, wow. I didn't see, I didn't see no hands. I was able to see our savior because that's how he presented himself to me. But, um, it's, it, it was beautiful. And the love. Mm. It's amazing. Um, and, and another part of the testimony that is crucial to me is just, it seems like you had what many other people would call like a life review. And so I, I want, I wanted you to real quick, just yes. kind of take us through that. Like, what was that like? Was it like telepathic? Were you seeing a big movie screen? And then also, what? why do you think that um, God focuses so much on that? Because, you know, that that really is completely different than what many people in this life focus on, which is much more of the external things. You know, what job are we getting? What what, what can we climb the ladder, so to speak, of, of society? But, but from what I understand, your experience was really had nothing to do with those things that the world values. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I believe my, 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 my experience has a lot to do with the world things because I was so much into myself. Like I became a God. I wanted people to look at me and see me, uh, in terms of the review, I did have one, but I tell you, I'll be honest. I don't know how these people can remember what they did good and bad. I remember, um, I could hear the birds. Actually, I was already in my body and I could hear the birds going like this. And I could see this, like, you know how you were um, almost like a, like, you know how you're downloading things in the computer and yeah. you can see the, you know, the little thing kind of going well, back then. And well, that's how I, I saw mine. It was flashes of things. And, and the more I saw it, the bigger my spirit was getting. And then I was... Almost, I almost honestly, I almost want to say that I not only was giving a life review, but I also was giving a lot of stuff that I had seen and had come to pass and I'm still seeing and come to pass almost like, okay, I'm going to give you all this and this is what's going to happen. And a lot of things had happened and I shock, I'm shocked because then I find it in the word and I'm like, and I, when I, I thank God for my sisters because there's 12 of us, because when I said, look, I had just saw, I saw this in the sense, and I heard the book of there's a book named Ezekiel. Like I literally don't know these books. Okay. And so they helped me, but 
the live review was not like many have, and I respect all of them, trust me, because everybody has their own calling for one purpose, right? For Jesus' way to come. But my review was, oh, I just feel the Holy Spirit. So um, my review was never to remember my past because that's what's really causing me to, I mean, I've, I remember, but it doesn't hurt me, right? Mm -hmm. um, and now I know that I am not supposed to go back when he said, close your eyes, don't turn around. That's what he meant. And he didn't say, because I would turn into a stone. That's what I keep telling people. I didn't even know that that was even out there. <laughs> and so I no longer look back into my past. I'm not a cheater. I don't, I listen, not even the white lies work in my life anymore. I can't, like, I, I'll give you a good example. And this goes with it, with your question and give you an answer about the life review. I'm sure God showed me how much lies I, I shared in the past. You know, one of them is cheating. That when my twin son had a best friend's birthday, he was spending it with us. I bought a cake and I went, got them candles. And I told the, the, the kids, I'll be right back. I'm going to the bathroom. And I didn't go to the bathroom. I stood in front of the bathroom and put the candles. I bring the cake. And my twin son, knowing now my situation, he goes, you did not go to the bathroom. You lie. And let me tell you, Alex, I cried. Thank God for forgiveness because I didn't realize I fell into a lie, even though it's a why lie. Even the excuses father then told me and my niece, he says, don't give me no more excuses. Excuses are in the way of, it making the way of lies. Mm -hmm. So you say yes. Or no. And then I find out that was written in the word. <laughs> I was like, oof. <laughs> I'm noticing a, a pattern here. Yes. I'm like, okay, then I'm not crazy. Because I mean, people call me crazy all the time, but I don't I don't receive it. But I but when I have visions, when I have the word, when I hear, when I know, when I wake up knowing that I know that I know, this is what I I <laughs> my sisters laugh when I say, guys, I know that I know that I know. Um, I just have the word of knowledge, then I'm like let's find it in the word. And then we find it in the word and I'm shocked. I literally shocked myself, shocking knowing that it's there. And so when the live review was given, one of the things is that I can't, we can't, I can't accept lies in my house and they're learning. My kids actually now they say the truth and I promise not to get mad. It's like, I got to buy my tongue. And then I ask the Holy Spirit. So how do I talk to them not to lose my temper? Because I have mm. twins at 13 and they tend to lie, but I can't lie. And so I can't turn around and what the promise was, never turn around and look back. Because as soon as I do that, then the enemy says, ha, there's a door. Ah, there's a mm. crack. I'm going to go through there. Mm. And the bigger, the bigger, the bigger they get. So when you catch yourself in sin, right? When you catch yourself overeating, because I didn't know that one's a bad one too, or, you know, you, you're trying to feed your body, you know, and pleasures, because that's basically what the problem is. We're fighting this body against mm -hmm. our spirit. When you overeating, when you're, you're mad, when you hate, when you're jealous, when you're all this, and you have seen it in your life review, not to do that, don't do it. And then you come to, Father, forgive me for this. Hmm. forgive me teach me how not to do this because i mean i've told you i am not perfect i'm sharing my testimony as it is this is as it is and i'm still learning hmm. Hmm. So, so really the the life review for you showed you that um 
it goes back to scripture again because it, it really reflected what it is that you can bring to heaven, which is the love that you're you're showing for for other people, and and by way of that, showing for God, and 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 really showing that the the things that this world values, like the status and, and, and career, those types of things, really we just like the word says, we can't bring those things with us. You had mentioned before that we we go with nothing. Yes. So really emphasizing that. Yes. And then I want to bring something else about listening to other people, even listening to me, is about going and praying and asking God. It's Karina saying the truth. Because, you know, as many times I, I share my testimony with my sister, because I go through supernatural stuff a lot lately. And I do, and it's, it's, it's a blessing, but it's also painful. Okay, mm. just so you know, it's not, it's not free. It's like, it's not a free ride. It's, it's, it's being paid for, but then how are you going to handle it is what matters, right? Are you going to run away from God or are you going to continue, get up and go? Mm. So it's being very painful. So when I share this testimony, so things that happens to me and it's really painful at times, I tell them, I said, look, I even, brothers and sisters will, I posted on my all page about covering my head. Uh, when I pray or prophesied, because I didn't even know what prophecy was. Like I had no idea, but I would say something. And a lot of the things that I have shared with people in their own prayer have not come to pass and they already called me, whatever. But guess what? It's, it's, it's given to them and a, a lot of it had come to pass. And a lot of them, they have the authority to change it. So, mm. I mean, you, you don't want to go ahead and do it. That's up to you. But the thing is, when I cover my head, brothers, Especially men were saying, oh, no, your hair is the glory. And I said, look, I am not going to listen to you with all the respect. I was told to cover my head mm. when I'm in prayer. Then I'm, one day I was told to read the Bible and I'm reading it. And I'm like, oh, you don't want to. So, you know, I read it and listen at the same time. And I'm like, oh, but it's in here. It's in the word. It, it yeah. says to cover your head, you know, mm. and my hair was shorter. So I don't know if it has anything to do with that, but I know that we are to be really careful of what we accept the people are saying, including me. I always mm -hmm. warn people on my YouTube channel, I want you to go test the spirit. I don't want you to get deceived. I want you to learn to prevent getting deceived. I'm not mm -hmm. going to claim something. Oh yeah, it is true. Go now do it. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. Also don't let people to tell you, who do you need to talk to and who not to talk to and because of whatever. You need to learn how to face the enemy, whether you like it or not. Because if you're going to be running away from the witches and the warlocks, you're never going to learn how to fight it. And this mm. is all spiritual, not physical. So mm. Mm. that one then. Yeah, really well said. Um, one, one other question as it relates to your experience as well. What, why do you think it is looking back that you had that encounter with your grandkids specifically? What do you think was the importance of that? Because one of them already came. And wow. it's to help my, my son to come to the Lord completely. Wow. Our purposes of going to uh, heaven and back is not just for, for us to sit here and just share. This is literally mm. for our growth and spiritually, and not only just for us, because it's our, obviously we are in salvation, but what about them? My mm. son gave his soul to, this, to the devil and for him to realize that when I came back, he wasn't married. And I told him, you're going to get married. You're going to have twins. You're going to have a girl. So then I, when I told him, he was, feel the Holy Spirit. when I told him this, I thought the first pregnancy, obviously I'm not, a, I'm not like um, trying to guess. Right. But I was like, 
these could be the twins, right? And I'm praying and praying, and then we find out it was a girl. I said, well, this is the girl that was standing behind the twins. I get it. So see, so when I was learning how to understand, see, God doesn't give me dates either. He doesn't say by May 20th this or whatever, but he does give me numbers because he speaks mm. through numbers to me. And he gave me the number 27. He said 23, 24, 25, 26, and then 27 was shown big and several times. And I'm like, okay, I don't understand what you're trying to talk to me about this. So here I am telling all the brothers and sisters, something's going to happen on the 20 and on the 27th. So every 27th, I'm on the high alert. But she was born on the 27th of April. And so I'm like, well, duh, you know. And then I have a sister that was living with me for a few uh, days. And when the baby was born, she says, I just had a vision and I saw five, uh, 55. And I always know when God speaks to numbers, even when you tell me a numbers, if it's not for you, it's for me. I'm like, hmm, my, my granddaughter was five pounds, 0.5. So it's like <laughs> something is up with my granddaughter. And that's why I don't expose her because we need to make sure she's, you know, a hidden stone. But um, I don't post pictures of her or anything like that. That's another thing I learned. It's uh, basically the, the being seeing my grandkids is to tell my family, this is what I saw and now it's coming to pass. And I had an interview with some sisters that were like, she's talking crazy. But if you go into the word, God knew you before he put you in the womb. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have this when I was interviewed and I didn't know what to say. I was waiting for the Lord to tell me, okay, what am I telling? Cause they're like confused. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I know that later probably they'll find out that's probably why they didn't post my, my video, but it's okay. I'm not getting mm -hmm. my feelings hurt, but father knew us before he put us in our mother's womb. And that's how I know my granddaughter and my, my other twin babies. Mm -hmm. I didn't see their faces, but I saw her face. Um, that's how I know that, that God does created us before he knows us before he put us in the mother's womb. And I know that him giving me this experience is for me to even believe the fact that he is real because I had my doubts. I looked for this God, right? Everywhere. I looked for, uh, in, in Catholics, I went to Baptist. I even went to a Mormon church. I went to a Christian church and I could not find God. And he told me, you looked for me everywhere and you never could find me. And this is why religion is going to get judged because a lot of us out there are looking for this God that everybody talks about and then nobody really helps, you know, it's all mm. about them, them, them. And so I didn't get, I didn't get anything from anybody. This had to happen to me and understand that he's real, that heaven and hell is real. We are in a bottle, a spiritual bottle more than anything on the physical. We tend to take it physical and then we end up losing. So this whole experience have really helped me to not so much to understand it and believe it. And I'm standing on those grounds, but it's to help other people. I'm constantly in prayer for people. I'm constantly receiving emails and tests and things like that. And sometimes I can't even answer because I'm not supposed to be pouring, pouring, pouring and not having God to pour on mm -hmm. me uh, because I am not God. I'm telling people, don't get your feelings hurt if I can't answer. It's just I can't give it all. You got to seek him too, you know? So, mm. but yeah, the, to answer your question is definitely I had to give that to my son as he sold his soul, not believing that there was a real God. Mm. Wow. Um, I, and I wanted to go back to real quick just to, to relationship because your, your, uh, 
experience is so laced with relationship and everything that you're saying really comes back to relationship with God. And, and also you, I just think it's so like God to not reveal everything to us right away, but to kind of gradually reveal things as our walk with him continues to grow, uh, partly because I think he understands what we can, we, we can only take so much at a certain time. And also because he, he understands that that's going to be the best way that we can continue to build that relationship with him. Um, and you had also mentioned too that coming back, this has really impacted your relationships. You've lost relationships, but also it seems like even though you've lost relationships, you, you really, uh, seem to take a, a deeper, uh, love for, uh, for the relationships and people that you have in your life. Uh, you mentioned that you pray for people constantly. So can you, can you share you, even though it's been painful as it relates to losing relationships, how has this experience impacted the way that you view relationships and just the way that you are there for people in relationships, whether that's with your husband or whether that's with people that you don't, don't even necessarily meet in person or online or, or, or friend, friendships that are starting to grow, how has it impacted your relationships? Well, it's definitely had impacted it in such a big way. Uh, and, and, and I don't think the word big is enough or big enough to, to say, but I also take responsibility of who I am as a believer and, and follower of our Lord and Savior. Because at times when we have experiences like this, we, we go two ways. We either don't share testimony because we still have the pride that we don't want to be judged, being crazy, or we share and then we have the pride for knowing all, right? right? So then when, when we fall into this plateau, what I call it plateau, I didn't even know what the word was. He told me what it was. Um, then we realize, wait a minute, we have to do a self-check as to why I lost all these relationships and why, um, why did, what do I do from now on? So why did I lost so many of these relationships? One, God does clean our path to do his will. Two, some of these relationships were lost by my own self because I was given way too much information as their walk, what I thought it was faster than mine, it was actually behind. They were lukewarm. And so when, when I was giving something in such a hot moment of my entire uh, walk, this really burned them. Does it make sense? Yeah. And it was way overwhelming. I'm going to give you a good example. God speaks to me through plants. So I had this beautiful plant with flowers and I was giving it water, giving it water. And I was just go water, water, water. And I was giving it too much knowledge, too much food. Right. But I wasn't really helping the plant to grow and let that water to be basically what I would say, digest. Mm -hmm. And so the, the root rotten and then the plant died. And he's like, this is exactly what happens when I'm giving you too much knowledge, you know, and you mm -hmm. want it. And I'm giving it to you because you're asking and you should receive, but I'm giving it to you. But then what happens is that then you start over getting overwhelmed. So you overwhelmed yourself plus overwhelmed my, 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 ch my children. You need to stop. It's okay. But he speaks with so much love that I cry for forgiveness. And then I said, well, help me to fix this. So then he, how he helps me to fix this is to really start first helping me to balance out who or what he has given me to be able to get back into those relationships. And he will open doors that no man can shut, to be honest. So if these people don't, do not come back for any, any various reasons, then it's not that they're wicked, maybe. It's not that they're, they're not believers, maybe. 
we are not here to judge people. Yes, we are to be doing righteous judgment. This is where people get so confused, but it's between you and God. And, and you take it to him and said, you know what, God, she's a witch, you know, mm -hmm. and then he'll give you a prophetic word, right? A word that nobody knows, but only God in them. And then you release it to them. And that's how that sword goes and, and take that heart and cuts and pieces. And then you just really break that yoke. But many people say, oh, I'm going to tell her this because this is what the spirit's telling me. And that's not exactly, I've done it. And so you have to just really learn and let the spirit to teach you. The Holy Spirit teaches us every single thing. But when we ask, 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 and we get, 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 we get so fat and then we can't, we feel like, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. And so the relationships now that God has, many have come back and I have spoken them. I had declared and they will be back and they would want more from the Lord, not from me. And they had come back and uh, some have not. And I'll leave them where it's at. And I'm not mad at them. I love them just the way they are. Uh, but then I also had, God had opened a bigger door for me, what I call it a, not a door, but I call them double doors of amazing new relationship. One is you. And I just met you right now physically mm -hmm. on the phone. But mm -hmm. I know that I've met you before. Like I spiritually, I know you. And mm -hmm. so I feel, I just feel that. Didn't you feel that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit is within us and we are one. So he connects our body, the body of Christ. He connects yeah. all of us. Some of us are eyes. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. one of them. Some mm -hmm. of us are ears. Some of us are hands. Some of us mm -hmm. are mouths. And so people don't get the whole spiritual things. They really look at the physical. So this relationship completely, the good and the bad, mm -hmm. is really how we grow and how we accept to be obedient by our father and trust me i'm learning this just now with my father being here my dad my dad came in and i asked god i said he doesn't want to even talk to me what am i supposed to do and as soon as i found out why i started crying and i said god forgive me but it's literally my fault in a way first of all he does not quite believe and then here i am telling him he needs to do this he needs to do that he needs to repent he needs to and so who am i <laughs> you mm. know, he mm. has not had an experience like I did, but I did. So I'm overwhelming him. And I'm glad that my husband was able to speak to me about this kind of stuff. Even though my husband is not in the level that I am, God spoke through my husband. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, like, so mm. this is where we have to do our self check. And I hope that this testimony that Alex is bringing to you guys, it, it, it's, it's, it helps you some way. If it helps you at least and one point that I'm giving you because I've gone through so much already and I'm still going through it. I am not, but like, again, I'm not perfect. So I hope this whole scenario about friendships, you understand that a lot better. Take responsibility what you've done and said. And it doesn't mean that you have to become friends again, but it becomes you have to be sisters and brothers in the spirit realm because eventually you're going to connect again. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. And I, it really makes me think too about just mirroring what our relationship with God is like, which is that he meets us. He's, he's obviously God, so he's perfect, but he's so masterful at meeting us exactly where we're at. And I think that we can take that trait from him and try to do that with other people. The problem yes. is that when you have an experience like yours, yeah, like you said, you, you, you have, uh, this truth, just going through this love that many people haven't had the chance to experience in the way that you have. And so it's going to be very, of course, you're going to be very passionate. You want people to 
to experience that love uh, with the creator of everything that you that you have experienced. And so I think that that's, of course, the natural way that you would react to that and and trying to to share that with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, just again, just using our walk with God as, as our mirror and, and being able to meet people where they're at. And, and usually it's a long game. Unfortunately, we want it to be an overnight thing. But with God, typically th- the things uh, that are going to bear fruit, um, I, I, maybe not typically, but a lot, it does seem like many times. Uh, it's going to be a, a long game, kind of planting seeds, being patient mm-hmm. as, as things develop. Eh, nine fruit of the spirit. Yep. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, and and I a uh, couple. I have a couple more questions for you. One, yeah. just going back real quick to uh, before you had mentioned before uh, you had died and had this experience. I thought it was really interesting that you had talked about even then when you had all of these things, the material things, the things that the world glorifies and, and you sound, sounded like you were very successful. You still made a point that you were still reaching out for something more. You, you, you took the time to have even a self check back then, mm-hmm. even though maybe it wasn't necessarily like, uh, you, you weren't practicing a, a religion or going too deep into spirituality. You still took the time to call out to, to God and ask if there was something more. And so I'm wondering why, why do you think that you, um, had that, uh, took the time to have that self-check and there are so many other people, it seems like that, that are so lost in the world. They, they don't, they don't take the time to have that self-check. What do you think it is that, that allowed you to be able to do that at that time? So, you know, I did ask God a lot about this because, um, and what is really shocking after I ask is all the memories that he brought back. So when I was, um, around eight and also all the way to 12 years old, I had experienced something supernatural that I didn't know that it was even spiritual. Like one time uh, it was raining really hard and I was really fearful. And all I had to do is ask God to stop the the rain (laughs) and it stopped. But this is the God that I knew in Catholic. It didn't know that it was even possible that he would hear me. Right. Um, whether it was hearing me or not, but it's just our spirit. And as I know now, many people don't even don't know, then don't believe in God. When God says you are created in my image, he's talking about our, our spirit. He is a spirit. He's not a body, a flesh, the, this thing. Mm-hmm. And so when we are so obtained of what's going on in the world, because it's the, it's the flesh, we are not able to hear what what God has created in us. And many of these people, and this is why a lot of people that have encounters with God and then become psychics or they they end up messing with the wrong thing is because they find God, right? And then they don't allow God to teach them. They want to go and do what they see. Like I was able to hear and see demons and, and angels and things like that, but I was so scared to make a mistake. See, this this is this goes within who you are individually. I was so scared to make a mistake that I didn't want no mistakes to be made that I would make sure I would ask God, so why is he talking to me, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so when I did not know God the way I know it now, I feel now, I understand now that when God says, I created you to be a prophet, I created you to be a teacher, I create, is literally it. Did you feel that wave? Mm, I've been, yeah, I've been feeling it this whole interview. So the, mm. the, the, and this is when, when he's around confirming things, by the way, because we surrender by angels and I can feel them and I can see them. Mm. So what happens is that he, 
he take us to a moment of reality with our spirit, nothing to do with the flesh. And he says, look, go back when you were five. You had an encounter with me. You just don't remember because your mind, your ears got busy with music, TV, the whole TV, the whole iPhones, the whole thing is to block our memory to remember how we are created in an image of God. So if you want to truly understand the spiritual part of who God in you is, you need to shut down everything. Like when I say everything is like, don't look at your Facebook, don't look at YouTube, don't do this, don't do that. And I know many of us, I don't, many of us have businesses and jobs that have to be related with social media within fast, you know, yeah. fast for, from all this. Don't watch TV, don't watch the news, don't listen to people. They're saying, I heard. You know, that the Lord said, I want you to say, okay, I want to know if I am an image of God, right? In me. I want to know where God is. I want to seek this, this God because I thought God was little and I'm going to tell you why I thought he was little. Cause I will call my mom. I will call my sister. I will call everybody pray for me. And I never prayed for myself and I never mm -hmm. believed that God would hear me. Right. This mm -hmm. God. Right. And so then I realized, whoa, he's way bigger than us. I better pray and I ask people to pray. When you ask for prayers, it's like putting the armor of God immediately. So you go to battle. But I experienced this because he already had created me. He already knew me before he put me in the womb. So therefore, I just had an awakening. This whole thing was an awakening for me. It wasn't like a Karina died and went to heaven and she was glorified and none of that. No, I'm still growing in the spirit. I'm still... I still so much to learn. I still don't know half of the Bible. I'm not myself proven in the world, but I am proven in the spirit because I am learning from the spirit, not from the world. Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. am I Miss Nordal? No, because I'm still falling. I'm still like bursting my forehead at times. I'm crying because I can't understand some things. But God does not speak to rebellious people <laughs> like mm -hmm. me at times. Mm -hmm. And he already told me, when you come with, with, without the nine fruits, they all have to be together. If you don't have patience, if you don't have kindness, if you don't have, don't ask me for anything. I'm going to sit right here. It's like a father. <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. going to sit right here. I'm not going to leave you. I'm just going to watch you throw your temperament, you know, like just throw your fit. <laughs> then I'll respond to you. And then you got to listen. If you don't listen, then I'll kind of turn around and just give you my back and I'm not going to hear you until you hear me, you know? So I'm mm -hmm. like, okay. So I finally, and look, it took two years and this is just happening to me, Alex. Two weeks ago, I realized this. Can you, can you believe it? I'm still learning. So I, 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 I just, I just wish <laughs> that people understand that, that what happened to me and realizing that if I wasn't in a religion, if I didn't receive Jesus, and, and let me tell you something that I, you guys to, you have to know. When I went into a Christian religion uh, looking for God, I, a person in, in the puppet said, if you want to accept Jesus as your life, you know, Savior, accept him now. Well, I did. Nothing happened. What does that mean? When you speak it, it happens. It doesn't have to happen now. So what happened to me it was like, oh, that was a delay of the Holy Spirit falling on me. Because mm. I think that has a lot. Oh, I just felt that. Did you feel that? Mm. Hey, hell yeah. Ooh. So ooh, that was a huge confirmation. Yeah. So what you say, it happens. It doesn't have to happen. Yeah. It, it, listen, it's not your time. It's not yeah. my time. It's not her, his, his. It's God's time. Right. If he says, ooh, I'm going to fall the Holy Spirit right now. Poof, you there. Ooh, you have all this stuff. 
And sometimes it will take you two, three years, one year, six months, whatever. But I did say, I received Jesus. Okay, I'm like, okay, where are you? Nothing happened. Nothing happened. If anything, I got sicker. I got worse. And I'm like, okay, there's no God. This is where I started like doubting all this stuff. And so the tongue has a lot of power. It does. So that explains a lot of where I'm at right now. Wow. Wow. Just got that revelation. <laughs> yeah. This is wow. what I'm talking about. Yeah. You it's talk to beautiful. someone that, that has a spiritual, you know, you believe in God, I believe in God, you following God, I follow. That's another thing. Following and believing are have to be together. The, yes. Very, very okay. different than just going through the motions, actually, you know, having that relationship being spirit led. It's, it's, yes. it's, it's very dy- dynamic. And also it just reminds me of uh, very different than what the world talks about, because to, to the world, it's also boring, dry, dead, dry religion. Really, it's it, following God is one of the most adventurous things that you could possibly do. And it even says that in Psalms somewhere. I always forget where. But uh, but like you said, it does come with with its difficulties. It's, not, it's certainly not all roses and, and, and sunshine. And mm-hmm. um yeah, I just I I just remember too, just kind of echoing what you were talking about. Like when I was in middle school, I was starting to because I grew up in a, in a family that um, we went to uh, church, but I, I I didn't have a relationship with God. It didn't seem like uh, Jesus wasn't working in our family. I just remember praying this prayer that said, you know, God, whatever happens in my life, never let me go. Never let me go. It was the most heartfelt prayer I'd ever prayed. Like I said, it was in middle school, and I did end up falling away for several years from God. But I, I believe that because of that, that set a precedent for what would happen just you know, three years ago. It was three years ago this month that I gave my life to Christ. And so, uh, wow. yeah, it's just incredible how God is able to, to use those moments. And it may take years in order to see the, the fruit of something like that, but uh, yes. that, he's, that he's faithful. And mm-hmm. um, real, real quick, too, just kind of echoing on what you had mentioned before. Um, the, the, and what I just mentioned, the difficulties, you know, many people, um, that have gone through an experience like yours, it's very, very challenging to come back for, for the reasons that you mentioned, uh, because of the relationships that people leave you or judge you X, Y, Z, all these things happen. So what would you tell to the people that are, that have had an experience like yours that now find themselves back on this planet, on this planet where, where Whereas before they had a chance to experience how things should be absolute perfection and enveloped in in God's love. And now they have to come back to this. How, what, what would you tell them when, when they're going through the the difficult moments that I know that you face, because it's almost like you realize that this is, you understand completely. This is not our, our, where where we truly belong. What what would you tell that person? And it's, it's, I love that we had this question came about because I just spoken to my sisters uh, this past days about how I regret saying yes without having the chance to. It was given a choice, right, to come. Mm-hmm. And it was my choice. Uh, God didn't say, you got to go back. Many people has to go back because they haven't grown. But I realized after all these days, this just now, um, asking God, crying, why, why, why I'm not able to see this? Why I'm not able to understand this? Why I'm not able to do what you supposed, you know, you told me to do. But it's it's really important to know for those of you that have been told, go back is not your time yet. Say thank you. And I know it's hard because I felt many stories that I've heard depression, um, and and I know that many. Uh, People in the Bible were sad because their their position with the walk of God. So you're not alone. 
Uh, this comes from from years, thousands, thousands of years when Jesus, you know, was leading us into all this this amazing walk. But know that God would pull you and make you understand. And it, and it makes when I say make you, not make you, but He will give you the choice to understand as to why you are back. Um, the moment that you came back and you did not feel that joy, that love, and you started actually feeling worse because now you you have to face with a new you. You you are new being. I was reborn. I don't say my birthday is on October 12th. I said it's May 10th. So you're new. You're reborn, and you're reborn in a new area, a new home. I mean, my husband says you're a new wife. Um, be grateful to be new. And be grateful that all this heaviness that you had in the past is not going to carry on on what you're about to do and you've been walking on. And this, this sadness that is being filling on you is, is really a reminder of the enemy saying, ha ha, you know, you didn't stay. Now you got to stick up with me. Well, then now you got the power and the authority to remind him, you know what? It is, it is. It is what it is. Jesus told Satan many times, go away, <laughs> you know. I don't have to eat real food. I have God said you if you remind the enemy about what God says, they'll walk away. They'll leave you alone. And it has happened to me. Every time I feel certain way, the first thing I remember is Jesus and the, the 40 days of worminess, right? And so just reminding them, even if even though I don't know completely the word, I know what is given to me in the spirit to say. So I say it. And so I want you to know that you are to find that one person, that one person. You, We think that we're supposed to help every. We're not saviors, okay? We're not the savior. God told me you're not the savior. You are a vessel. So that one person, and don't feel like you have to sit down and tell them everything about God. You probably have to just be there at the right time, at that right minute, at the right hour, and just be a vessel. And then the spirit of the Lord is going to come up to you, and it's going to be in waves to help them out. Don't feel that, that you have to speak. Now, if you're told to speak, obey. If you have to donate something, if you have to just like, man, sometimes it's even as simple as tying a shoelace for a person. That was the purpose. Wow. Hallelujah and glory to God. And to all the suffering, it's worth it. Because at the end of all things, this place is not your place. Obviously, you went there for a reason and you're here for a reason and you are back because you are here for a purpose. Same thing with me. I was given a choice. I regret it every time. And of course, every time I say I regret it, I ask God to forgive me because I'm being selfish. I'm thinking about my salvation. And then God reminds me, you had a son that gave his soul to the devil. And then you have twins that are still looking for me. You have a 15-year-old that already sees me. And you have a husband that needs salvation. So let's go ahead and gather all of them. You still have a home that needs salvation. It's not about your salvation now. It's about them. You're already safe. Don't worry about it. You're not going anywhere as long as you keep my commandments. So, okay, so we got it. So now every time I feel this, this, this sadness and why and that, and then this is another thing you have to remember. If you start feeling sick in your physical body, if you have an illness that the, a false prophet, which is a doctor, tells you that you have, it's because you're starting doubts on what your spiritual walk is. So you have to remember when you give the enemy a door to open, when you have doubts, when you don't think you're not supposed to be here, when you think you need to go, when you need, when you you always a little bit negative, then the enemy starts sending you darts, you know? And so try to set yourself free by calling Jesus and ask Jesus, set me free, deliver me, call Psalms 91. It's there because we are always in trouble. <laughs> we always get ourselves in trouble. Tell me how long. 
So I have finally learned this week, just yesterday, that I am here for the purpose of helping my family right now as I am to help others outside. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. So what, what an incredible timing. And I've, I've been seeing that so much uh, in my walk with God recently, just his timing and just how perfect it is and, and his attention to detail. So I'm happy we had this interview today. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I, I cannot thank you enough, Karina, for taking the time to, to share your, your uh, encounter with God and your, and your wisdom and, and insights. And uh, uh, like I said, you know, before we started recording, it's just, it's, it's so beautiful to see here uh, just a, a couple years out. I know you, you're, you said you're not perfect and, and I understand that, but uh, the things that you're doing for the kingdom um, is, is absolutely phenomenal to see. And I really admire what you're doing and I really admire you and, and, and your soul and your love for other people. And uh, I will definitely be praying for you. And, and I look forward to, to, to keeping in touch with you and want to give people an opportunity to, to see where they can find you on YouTube. Um, and I, as always, I'll put the link below. Um, you can just type in Karina's name on YouTube. And can you kind of give us just a quick understanding what people can see at your YouTube? So the YouTube <clears throat> was created really to um, uh, have something to give to people when they find me on Randy K or in your, in your, in your place. Because I know when we find somebody that we feel in our spirit that is really being led by the spirit, we want to reach out because we need help. And we all do. We, I need help. You need help. I, everybody. But when we help each other, when we connect as a body of Christ, the power is bigger, is greater. You know, when there's two or more, what happens, right? So we yeah. know that. Yeah. So I, uh, and YouTube, what I do is I have shared things and visions that I have been given and dreams that I have been given when my children haven't gone through my walk, how has been, where I've been, what has happened. And, and kind of really encourage people because I have cried and really begged God to help me to have more power. But he's not going to give me more power unless I walk straight, <laughs> you know, and I do it for him to trust me because now I trust him. Right. But now that he trusts me with power. So, you know, I am still growing and still learning. And and um, in YouTube, that's what I'm giving. I'm giving people encouragement. Like I'm about to do this kind of encouragement, just going through all this that I just went through and learning why I'm still here, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, giving some push, you know. Uh, I, I don't sit and look for people's YouTubes unless I'm led. Like when I watch, you know, I have watched one or two of your, your, your videos and, and Randy K, even though I have been at one or two. And then mm -hmm. I kind of, I'm like, wow, that is what God is trying to tell me. But I, now I'm listening through a brother that is going through the same thing, already past that. It's like I told the sisters, I my YouTube channel is basically like me going through that dry season. Like, let's go to Arizona dry. And there is a little cup of water. I'm going to be telling you, there's a cup of water there. Drink it and then mm. keep going. You're going to mm. fall, but you're going to, you know, you have a little water. So that's basically what YouTube is. Um, and, and again, it's, it's, uh, it's not for you to follow me. It's for you to follow Jesus. That's why I, I stopped my videos. Like you're probably going to find months ago that I made one. I don't like people to follow me. I don't want to be the God or that I want to go tell her. No, I want you to really know that you can do this. God already created you for this, such a season as this and come to him. If you don't know him, seek and, and ask many people that have known and, and I pray right now that anybody that does not know Jesus and they're, they're talking to the wrong or the right person, that God would be able to, to lead you the right way. Because I believe that. Um, 
And I just want to make clear that since uh, this happened to me, I no longer in medication. The only thing is in me is a pacemaker. And like I told you, my contacts and that's it. But I don't take blood thinners. I don't, I, I got COVID <laughs> having so much health issues and I didn't take medications. I survived it. And I believe in the power of healing. As I release healing for people, I believe that if I had a miracle, you will have a miracle. Mm, wow. Well, Karina, thank you so much again for, for this. I've really, really enjoyed it. And uh, God bless you. And yes, uh, you look too. forward to, to keeping in touch. Take care. Yes, take care. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Well, that is it for the show this week, everybody. As always, thank you for supporting the podcast, for tuning in, for subscribing on YouTube or the podcast app that you're listening to this on, and sharing this with at least one person of whom you think would benefit from uh, the information that was related in this interview, and hopefully you and that person also found it to be entertaining. Um, and don't forget as well, as always, to share your testimony with me, either in written format or video format, or feel free to recommend a testimony that you think would be a great fit for the podcast. You can see the email below wherever you're listening to this uh, in order to do that. I hope that you enjoyed this one as much as I did. This is one of my favorite uh, interviews of the year so far. I think Karina is just phenomenal what she's doing for the Lord. And, and so quickly, all this happening happening within the last couple of years, it's just amazing to see it. And uh, just the Holy Spirit is, is all over that woman. And uh, just really, really enjoy being able to speak with her. Can't wait to see what's in store for her uh, as she continues with her walk with God and uh, just really enjoy this one. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And uh, as always, I will be praying for you and I hope you have a fantastic week. I'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.